Having made $59.3 billion in 2018 through their movies alone, Disney is clearly a dominant figure in the movie industry, and I'm sure that's something that we all know. But many of us actually don't know as much as we think we do about the assets that they own, as well as what we can expect from them in the future. What's up? I'm Rohan Prashant, your favorite podcaster who hasn't uploaded in 11 months, and I'm back, and I'm here to stay for real this time. This episode, we cover something that I didn't even understand truly myself until I did some more research. So stick around as we dive deep into why Disney owning all of these companies is bad, and why them potentially owning a media monopoly can be bad too. For everyone here who is new, yes, this is a movie podcast, and what sets me different than all of the other movie podcasts is that I cover everything, from the movie or topic itself, to the behind the scenes, and I go deeper into the research than anyone else does, because I go past the first page on Google, and I know for a fact that most other people aren't willing to do that. So, all jokes aside, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. So, as of June 17th, 2019, Disney owns Marvel, the ABC Entertainment Group, 80% stake of ESPN, Fox, National Geographic, Star Wars or Lucasfilms, Pixar, Hollywood Records, The Muppets, Disney Princesses, Pirates of the Caribbean, and Indiana Jones, just to name a few. After Disney bought Fox recently, however, a majority stake in the streaming service Hulu and stakes in studios internationally, such as Fox India, have gone to Disney. The merger of these two movie giants can give Disney an unprecedented 40% control over the worldwide box office. And so some people might be like, oh, this is great. If Disney already has a great track record with all of these movies, then if they own my favorite franchises, then they can do them even better, right? But a media monopoly of the scale can actually be really bad for the movie industry altogether. And I'm going to break that down for you right now. First of all, the schedule. The schedule for movies will have to be completely revamped. As of right now, Disney tries to space all their movies out throughout the calendar year. For example, Dumbo, which was ready to be released in late 2018, had to get pushed back for the sake of not conflicting with Mary Poppins Returns, for example, and even a couple other movies. But because now Disney now owns Fox, there are a lot of other movies that they have to space out throughout the year. Because last year Disney only released 9 major movies, so they only had to space 9 movies throughout the 365 days. However, with Fox releasing 13 movies last year, now they have all of these other movies that they need to balance along with the ones that they already own. So if they have to revamp something that already works for them, then it might not be a good idea for them. So you might be thinking, how would Disney solve this overcrowding problem? Well, a realistic solution for them is to focus their time and their studios on their most popular brands, which they honestly had before the merger with Disney and Fox. According to ScreenRant.com, this aspect of Disney buying Fox has been the most exciting part for many fans and the area that's garnered the most enthusiastic reporting, but it's ignored much of the reality of the business. So Marvel, for example, already has their whole Phase 4 next phase planned out for their future. But now that they bought Fox, they own the rights to X-Men and the Fantastic Four. So if we're going to see move more movies from the X-Men or Fantastic Four, then it'll have to be adjusted to fit the current schedule that Disney already has with Marvel. And considering that Marvel Studios is already oversaturating the market with their three films a year, then it'll be difficult to fit those in. Also, we have to consider what happens now that Disney owns so many assets of the movie industry. Think of it like this. If you're playing a sport and you're playing a bad team, you have less motivation to play your best because you think that, 
oh, I don't need to play my best to beat this team, so why would I play my best? The same thing applies to Disney. If all of a sudden they own their competitors, and their competition is severely lower because, like I mentioned before, they own 40% of the worldwide box office, then they have less incentive to create original and creative and better quality movies. So the quality of the Disney movies that we see over time as they continue to bring in all of these new companies can go down. And that being said, Disney has such an important job in upholding the reputation of their brand, considering that they've continuously stayed away from R-rated films, that the storytelling in future movies will have to be much more watered down from the violence and everything else that's typically in an R-rated film. James Mangold, director of Logan, was one of many to express concern that the merger of Disney and Fox would limit such storytelling opportunities since they don't fit with Disney's brand. Another aspect of why Disney owning a media monopoly can be awful is movie theaters. And this is definitely something I didn't know before doing the research, but believe it or not, movie theaters will be affected majorly. So most studios typically ask for 50 to 60% of the ticket sales, but Disney has asked for a massive 65% in previous movies. And they've also had very strict rules about how long their movies need to be in theaters. And if these movie theaters don't comply with Disney's strict rules, then they'll lose the chance to show Disney movies in the future. So, if you live in a small town with a small theater, this model that Disney is forcing these theaters to sustain is completely unsustainable and unprofitable for the theaters. According to ScreenRant.com again, in Brazil, many theaters boycotted the Pixar film Coco after Disney demanded a majority cut of ticket sales. The film showed on many less screens, and as a result, more attention went to the Sony film Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, which ended up becoming one of 2017's highest grossing titles, while Coco made $800 million, but didn't even make top 10 of the year. So, in that instance, the small theaters had a backup option to think about, oh, so if Disney's gonna demand that much money from me, I won't profit. So as a theater, I'm just gonna show Sony's Jumanji. But then what happens in the future if Disney owns Sony? and owns a monopoly on all of the other studios. Suddenly, because there isn't competition, Disney can be like, I'm gonna demand 65% from all of you theaters because you have no backup plan. If you're not getting movies from us, then you're not gonna be able to get movies from anyone else. So Disney and the movie theaters are gonna conflict a lot. And so Disney wins with this deal, but the movie theaters don't, especially the smaller local ones, because they're gonna lose a lot of money from Disney. Also, a media monopoly discourages other studios from making movies because they would struggle to compete with Disney. As a result, risk-taking in creativity would decrease. So as Disney continues to buy companies upon companies and make sequels upon sequels, audiences lose alternatives to watch other movies other than Disney movies. Overall, there are positives and negatives that we have to consider when looking at what happens if Disney owns all these companies, but only time will be able to tell what happens. Now, let's take a look at what's next for Disney. So upcoming movies in the following years include Toy Story 4, Spider-Man Far From Home, Lion King 2, Maleficent 2, Frozen 2, and Star Wars. In 2020, we get Jungle Cruise and an untitled Disney live action movie that has controversy because now that Disney bought Fox, they own the movie Murder on the Orient Express, which is planning on releasing a sequel around the same time as this untitled Disney movie next year. But because Disney always spaces out their movies, now one of these two movies is going to have to get pushed back because obviously Disney doesn't want to compete with the movie they're distributing by releasing two movies at the same time. There's also a new Pixar movie called Onward about two elf brothers who set out to see if magic still exists in the world. Other movies include Artemis Fowl, Mulan, and The New Mutants. In 2021, we get Indiana Jones 5, Avatar 2, finally, and there's other titles scattered around such as Gigantic, inspired by Jack and the Beanstalk, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, and Lilo and Stitch. 
Lucasfilms will also return with live-action Star Wars movies in 2022. Bob Iger, Disney CEO, told investors that they were going to slow down on production after the Star Wars Rise of Skywalker comes out this December. There's also other unnamed titles throughout 2023. Looking back at the titles that I just listed, there's sequels upon sequels. And it's the fourth installment of Toy Story, a sequel to Frozen, Indiana Jones, and the third volume of Guardians of the Galaxy. After a successful Jungle Book, which was a live action that reeled in lots of money, Disney has committed to hammering in more and more live action movies or sequels of the same recycled content. Their storylines haven't grown outdated because we've fallen in love with their characters. From Simba to Mulan and all these other heroic figures that we've grown to idolize, they have amazing character development. And that's why even if the story isn't that appealing, the characters are so appealing that we can overlook any flaws in the storyline and pay money to go see the movie. And that's what makes Disney so magical. They have figured out a formula for making iconic movies and are able to repeat it again and again to bring in more and more money. That'll do it for this episode. Thank you for listening. I'd really appreciate if you subscribe to my show. Just search for Zombies Heroes, one word, in your favorite podcast app. I'd also really appreciate if you shared my podcast. The link to share is zombiesheroes.com, and it would mean a lot if you told family, friends, or anyone else about my podcast. Please send me an email to mvprohan at gmail.com if you would like to contact me about anything, and even if anyone listening would like to join me for an episode. My next episode will be about streaming wars and Disney+. Plus. Stay tuned. <laughs>